Chapter One of Book Ten of Metaphysics by Aristotle, translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter One that indeed wisdom is a certain science conversant about first principles is evident from the early portions of this work in which doubts have been expressed respecting statements that have been put forward by others concerning first principles one however would feel doubtful as to whether it would be requisite to suppose wisdom or ontology to constitute one science or many for if it does constitute one science there is at any rate one science invariably of contraries but first principles are not contraries if however it does not constitute one science as of what quality must we posit these many sciences further to speculate into demonstrative first principles is it the province of one or of many sciences for if of one science why let me ask is it the province of this more than of any other whatsoever but if such speculation belong to many sciences what sort must we consider these to be moreover whether is there one science of all substances or not for if there is not one science of all it would be difficult to render an account of what sort of substances there is one science in existence if however there is one science of all substances it is an obscure point how it is admissible that there should be the same science of many substances further the question arises as to whether demonstration is conversant about substances only or also about accidents for if demonstration be conversant at least about accidents it is not conversant about substances but if there is one demonstrative science about accidents and another about substances what may i ask is the character of both and which of the two constitutes wisdom or metaphysics for demonstrative wisdom is that which is conversant with accidents that however which is conversant with first principles is the wisdom that takes cognizance of substances neither however must we consider the science at present under investigation as a science respecting the causes that have been already enumerated in our treatise on physics for neither should we act thus in regard of quote, the final cause close quote. for a thing of this kind is that which is good and this resides in practical things and in those entities that are in motion and this imparts motion in the first instance for the end is a thing of this sort but the imparter of motion in the first instance does not inhere in those things that are incapable of motion and in general one feels doubtful as to whether the science now under investigation is conversant about sensible substances at all or not about these but about certain other substances for if metaphysical science be conversant with substances different from those cognizable to the senses it will be conversant either with forms or mathematical entities as regards forms then it is evident that they have no existence but nevertheless one would feel doubtful even though he should admit the existence of these forms why forsooth as in the case of mathematical entities the same truth does not hold good in regard of other things of which there are forms 
now i say that they have placed mathematical entities no doubt as intermediate between forms and things cognizant by sense as it were certain third natures beside both forms and those things that are here i mean sensibles but there is no third man nor a third horse beside both actual man and actual horse and singulars and if on the other hand these mathematical entities do not subsist in the manner they affirm about what sort of entities are we to assert that the mathematician is engaged for surely he is not engaged about those things that are here that is about sensibles for none of these constitutes the description of entity which the mathematical sciences investigate neither certainly is the science now under investigation i mean metaphysics conversant about mathematical entities for no one of these possesses a separable subsistence nor however is it a science belonging to substances cognizant by the senses for these are corruptible and in short one would feel doubtful as to what sort of a science belongs the investigation of the matter of mathematical entities for neither does it belong to physical or natural science from the fact that the entire attention of the natural philosopher is engaged about those things that contain in themselves the first principle of motion and rest nor unquestionably is it the province of a science that institutes an inquiry respecting both demonstration and scientific knowledge for respecting this very genus it creates for itself an investigation it remains therefore that this proposed philosophy of ontology or metaphysics should make these a subject of its inquiry and again one would feel doubtful as to whether it is requisite to consider the science under investigation in the present treatise as conversant about first principles i mean such as by some speculators are denominated elements these however have been regarded by all philosophers as things that are inherent in composite natures but it would rather appear to be a thing that is necessary that the science of ontology under investigation at present ought to be conversant with universals for every rational principle and every science are conversant about universals and not about the extremes of things wherefore in this case ontology would be conversant about primary genera and these would constitute both entity and unity for these especially would be supposed to comprise all existences and in the most eminent degree to be assimilated unto first principles on account of their being classed in the category of things that derive their primary existence from nature for when these have been corrupted other things also are corrupted at the same time along with them for everything amounts to entity and unity as far forth however as it is necessary that differential qualities participate of these if one will admit the subsistence of these genera now no difference participates in the genus thus far likewise would it appear that we ought not to establish these either as genera or first principles but further on the supposition that that which is more simple is more a first principle than that which is less simple but the extremes of those things that descend from the genus are more simple than the genera for these are individuals whereas the genera are divided into numerous species and such as are different hence species would appear to be a first principle more than genera 
as far forth however as species are liable to corruption in conjunction with their genera the genera rather would seem to be more similar to first principles for that which brings about the destruction of other things in conjunction with itself is a first principle these then and other such points are some of those questions that involve matter of doubt chapter two further may the question be raised as to whether it is expedient to admit the existence of something besides and independent of singulars or not but the science now under investigation is conversant with these these are however infinite those things at any rate which have a subsistence independent of and besides singulars are without doubt either genera or species but the science at present under investigation is not a science conversant about either of these for the reason why this is impossible has been already stated for in general likewise doth the following question involve a doubt namely as to whether it is necessary to suppose the existence of any substance separable from sensible substances and those which are here or whether this is not the case but shall we say that these sensible things are entities and that wisdom is conversant about these for the fact is we seem to investigate some different science and this stands forth as the point proposed by us for investigation now what i mean is this that our aim is to discover whether there is anything that essentially involves a separable subsistence and which does not reside in any nature belonging to those objects that are cognizant by the senses but further allowing that there is besides sensible substances any different substance what sort of sensibles are those beside which it is requisite to establish the subsistence of this substance for why should one seek to establish its existence beside men rather than horses or beside these in preference to the rest of the animal creation or in general to inanimate things likewise notwithstanding the providing of different substances eternal in duration equal in amount to substances that are cognizant by sense and subject to decay would appear perhaps to fall outside the province of the rational sciences if however the first principle now under investigation be not separable from bodies what other would one admit as existing in preference to matter this however does not involve a subsistence in energy indeed but in capacity rather would species and form seem to be a first principle in a stricter sense of the word than this now this is a thing that is subject to corruption wherefore in short there does not subsist an eternal substance that involves a separable existence as well as an essential subsistence but such a position as this is absurd for it appears to be the fact and such are the subjects of inquiry at the hands nearly of all those that are most accomplished philosophers that there is in subsistence a certain first principle and substance of this description for how let me ask will there prevail order on the supposition that there is no subsistence of that which is eternal and which involves a separable existence and is permanent but further admitting that there is a certain substance and first principle naturally of such a description as we are at present investigating and this one principle belongs to all things and the same is the principle of those things that are eternal and those that are corruptible the question in such a case arises 
why on the supposition of the existence of the same first principle some things are eternal amongst those that may be ranked under this first principle but others are not eternal for this constitutes the absurdity if however there is one first principle of things that are corruptible and another of those that are eternal if indeed the principle likewise of those that are corruptible be eternal we shall be involved in similar perplexity for why on the supposition of the existence of an eternal first principle are not those things that may be classed as effects under this first principle eternal likewise and on the supposition of the existence of a corruptible first principle there arises a certain other principle of this and again a different one of that and so this progression of causes goes on to infinity but if on the other hand one will seek to establish the existence of both entity and unity as those things that appear in the most eminent degree to be immovable first principles in the first place unless each of them signifies this certain particular thing and substance how will they involve a separate subsistence and an essential one but it is respecting those eternal and original first principles of this description that we are engaged in our investigations in the present treatise nevertheless supposing both of them to signify this certain particular thing and substance all the entities will be substances for entity is predicated of all things and unity also of some that all entities however are substances is an assertion that is false but further how can the position of those be true who make out that unity is the first principle and that this constitutes substance and who from unity and matter generate the first number and say that it is the substance of these how i say does this assertion of theirs admit of being true for how is it requisite intellectually to apprehend as one the duad and each of the other compound numbers for on this point they neither say anything nor would it be easy to make any assertion on the subject suppose however that any one will seek to establish as first principles lines or the things that are connected consequentially with these now i mean surfaces such as are primary yet these are not substances capable of a separate subsistence but are sections and divisions the former of surfaces but the latter of bodies but points are sections and divisions of lines and further they are the limits of these very same things and all these are inherent in others and there is no one of them that is separable further in what way is it necessary for us to conceive the existence of a substance of unity and of a point for of every substance is their generation but of a point there is not for a point amounts to division and this likewise furnishes a subject of doubt namely that every science should be conversant about things that are universal and about that which is of such and such a quality but that substance should not belong to things universal but rather should constitute this certain particular thing and that which possesses a separable subsistence wherefore if we admit that science is conversant about first principles how is it necessary to consider substance as the first principle of things further the question may be asked is there anything beside entirety or not 
now i mean by entirety matter and that which subsists in conjunction with this for if in fact this be not the case all things at least that reside in matter are subject to corruption if however there subsists anything beside entirety it would constitute the species and the form in the case of what things therefore this would subsist and in the case of what things it would not it would be difficult to determine for in the case of some things is it evident that the form is not a thing that is capable of a separate subsistence as for example the form of a house is not separable from the house and further there is the question whether first principles are the same in species or in number for if they are one in number all things will constitute these chapter three since the science of the philosopher however is conversant about entity so far forth as it is entity and this universally and not as regards any one part and since entity is multifariously predicated and not in one way merely this being the case if entity be predicated equivocally and not according to anything that is common it does not fall under the province of one science to inquire into it for there is not one genus of things of this kind but if it be predicated according to anything that is common it would fall under the notice of one science now it appears that it is predicated after the same manner as both what is medicinal and salubrious for likewise are both of these predicated multifariously and in this way each is predicated in respect of the one being somehow referred to medicinal art but the other to health and a third to something else yet each is referred to the same thing for a medicinal discourse and a small knife are denominated in respect the former of proceeding from medicinal science but the other because it is serviceable to this art of medicine and in like manner it is so with that which is salubrious for a thing is termed thus partly because it is indicative of health and partly because it is productive of it and the same mode exists in the case of other things in the same way therefore is denominated entity in its entirety for each of them is styled entity in respect of being a passion or habit or disposition or motion or something else of this sort belonging unto entity so far forth as it is entity since however there is a reduction of every entity to a certain one thing and something which is common so of contrarieties likewise each will be reduced to the primary differences and contrarieties of entity whether multitude and unity or similarity and dissimilarity are the primary differences of entity or whether there are certain other differences of such for let these stand over as subjects for future discussion but there is no difference whether the reduction of entity be made to entity or to unity for even if they be not the same but something different they are at any rate convertible terms for both unity also in a manner constitutes entity and entity constitutes unity 
since however it is the province of one and the same science to speculate into all contraries and since each of those is predicated according to privation although as regards some contraries at least of which there is a certain medium one would feel perplexed as to how they are predicated according to privation as for example of the unjust and the just this being the case concerning all such contraries i say is it necessary therefore to posit privation as existing not of the whole definition but of the ultimate species for instance if one is a just man who through a certain habit has been from time to time obedient to the laws the unjust man will not be altogether deprived of the entire definition of just man but inasmuch as in respect of habitual obedience to the laws he is in some point or degree deficient in this respect likewise will there be inherent in him a privation of this definition and in the same manner is it the case with other things but as the mathematician institutes for himself an inquiry regarding abstract quantities for he conducts his speculations by removing out of his consideration all sensible natures such as gravity and lightness and hardness and its contrary and further also heat and cold and other sensible contrarieties but he merely leaves remaining quantity and continuity some of which pertain to one but others are in reference to two and others to three dimensions as well as the passive conditions of these as far forth as they are quantities and continuous and this being the case the mathematician does not speculate into them in reference to anything else and of some things he examines into their natures and positions one in respect of another and into those things that are inherent in these but of others into their commensurations and incommensurations and of others into their ratios or proportions but we nevertheless have established one and the same science as being conversant about all subjects of this kind i mean the science of the geometrician in the same manner therefore is it the case in respect of entity likewise for the things that are accidental in this so far forth as it is entity and the contrarieties of this as far forth as it is entity it is not the province of a different science from philosophy that is ontology to investigate for to physical or natural science may one ascribe the speculation of these not as far forth as they are entities but rather as far forth as they partake of motion as to the sciences of the dialectician however and the sophist they are sciences of the accidents i admit that reside in entities but not so far forth as they are entities nor do they speculate about entity itself as far forth as it is entity wherefore it remains that the philosopher or metaphysician should be a person qualified for speculating into the points we have just stated in so far as they relate unto entities since however every entity is expressed according to some one thing and something that is common which is multifariously predicated and as contraries are expressed in the same manner for they are referred to the primary contrarieties and differential qualities of entity and since it is possible that things of this kind should fall under the notice of one science 
hence the doubt expressed in the opening parts of this work respecting first principles would be dissolved in this way now the doubt i allude to is that wherein the matter of perplexity is involved in the question as to how there will be one science about entities that are many in number and which are generically different chapter four but since also the mathematician employs things that are common in a manner peculiar to himself it would be the province of the first philosophy that is of ontology to speculate into the original principles of these things for that when from equals equals are taken away the remainders are equal is indeed a dogma that is common to all quantities mathematical science however speculates about a certain portion of matter properly so called appropriating it to itself as for instance about lines or angles or numbers or something else pertaining to other quantities not however as far forth as they are entities but so far forth as each of them is that which is continuous in one or two or three dimensions philosophy however does not institute an inquiry respecting those particulars that are contained in a certain portion of matter as far forth as something amongst them is an accident in each of these but it contemplates everything of this kind respecting entity so far forth as it is entity and in the same manner also does the case stand in regard of physical science as with mathematical for physical or natural science speculates into the accidents or first principles of entities so far forth as they are in motion and not so far forth as they are entities but we have said that ontology or the first science is conversant about these in as far as the subjects of them are entities but not so far forth as they are anything that is different wherefore we may set down that both this and the science of the mathematician are parts of wisdom or metaphysical science chapter five there is involved however in entities a certain first principle about which it is not possible to labour under any deception but it is necessary invariably to do the contrary now i mean to speak conformably with truth as for instance that it is not admissible that the same thing should be and not be in one and the same period of time and the case is so with other things that are opposed to themselves in the same manner and respecting points of this kind demonstration indeed has no existence absolutely speaking but in respect of this principle it has for it is not possible to construct a process of syllogistic reasoning from a more trustworthy principle than this very axiom just mentioned and it ought to be so at any rate if it is possible that there should subsist such a thing as a demonstration in absolute terms as regards a person however who makes an assertion of opposite statements for the purpose of proving wherefore it is false must some such position be assumed as that although the thing will actually be the same with the non-possibility of being the same thing and not being so at one and the same time yet that it will not appear to be the same thing with it for after this manner only can a demonstration be brought about in regard of one who affirms the admissibility of opposite assertions being verified of the same thing and in the next place those people who are likely to take their share in mutual discussion ought in some degree to understand themselves 
for in case this be not done how will there subsist with these persons a community in regard of such mutual discussion it is necessary then that each of the denominations should be known and that they manifest some one thing and not many things but only one and if it is equivalent in its signification to many things one ought to make it evident towards which of these significations the denomination conducts one now as regards a person who affirms that this thing both is and is not this which he in general affirms to be he affirms not to be wherefore he asserts that the name signifies that which it does not signify but this is impossible wherefore if the assertion that the being of this particular thing involves any signification it is impossible that contradiction concerning the same thing should be verified further if a name has any meaning and this be capable of verification this also must needs be from necessity but that which is from necessity it is not admissible at any time should not be it is not for this reason then admissible that opposite assertions be true concerning the same thing further on the supposition that assertion in no degree is more true than negation the person who makes the affirmation that one is a man will in no wise the rather make a true statement than if he were to affirm that he is not a man and a person who affirms a man not to be a horse would appear to speak truth either in a greater or not in a less degree than if he affirms that man is not man wherefore one who affirms also that the same is a horse will speak true for in a similar way it would be possible that opposite assertions should admit of verification wherefore the consequence ensues that the same creature should be man and horse or something else belonging to the animal kingdom there does not therefore subsist in regard of these any demonstration in absolute terms as relates however to the person who is for establishing these foregoing points demonstration has an existence and quickly would one likewise who after this manner had put the question to heraclitus himself force him to acknowledge that it is never a thing that is possible that opposite assertions should be verified of the same things but at present not comprehending his own theory in regard of what he says at all he has embraced this particular opinion we have been just endeavouring to overthrow and in general if the statement made by heraclitus be true neither would this very position of his be true now i mean the admissibility that at one and the same time the same thing should be and not be for as also on the supposition of these assertions having been divided in no respect the more will affirmation be true than negation in the same manner likewise will it be the case when both are conjoined and connected together just as if affirmation is regarded as being one certain thing in no degree the more will negation be true than the entire of the assumption which is made in an affirmation moreover if it is possible to make no affirmation that is true even would this very position be false i mean the assertion that no affirmation is true if however there exists any assertion that is true that point which is put forward by these heraclitics would be decided i mean such philosophers as resist the truth of things of this sort and in fact altogether do away with rational discussion End of chapter 5 of book 10 Recording in memory of Mitchell Edwards